Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to the first ever Home and Away podcast. My name is Jason Smith. I played Robbie Hunter on Home and Away from 2003 to 2007, and it was easily one of the biggest highlights of my career. Better make introductions. Oh, no, no, let me guess. You're one of the twins, right? Yes. The one going out with the other's ex-boyfriend or the bad girl who dumped him? Robbie! No, 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 don't help me. I'm guessing you're Kirsty. No, I'm not Kirsty. Ah, then you're Jade. Stuck up one. I should have known from the body language. Well, now that we know who I am, who are you? Apart from a bad... Yeah, I'm Jade. Um, this is my son, Robbie. I've even written for the show, so I know the pulse of the bay, and I love this show as much as you do. I'm more than excited to be hosting this podcast because there is just so much to share about this amazing TV series. This program has not been around for 32 years for nothing. It happens because there's dedicated people in front and behind the camera who are so passionate about creating engaging TV. And we're gonna meet all the Home and Away family and find out exactly how it all happens. So, where do we start? Well, families, of course. The Fletchers, the Stewarts, Sutherlands, the Hunters and the Braxtons. You simply can't have Summer Bay without these families. Home and Away is all about family and I'd like to welcome my first two guests. Seven's Head of Drama Julie McGoran and Senior Story Executive Louise Bowes. Thanks for coming in. You're welcome. Yay, thanks for welcome to the Home and Away podcast. Very exciting. It yep. is a very exciting time. We're taking things to the next level. How are you guys feeling? Really good. Very yeah, exciting. Awesome. Yeah. This is kind of like letting people in to experience home and away like never before. We want people to take something away that they can't get anywhere else. So we've got the two head on shows here, the, the <laughs> oh, Mover and Shakers. Really? No, they weren't available. So Lil no, 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 you guys are yep. here. We've, I've, yep. You know, we've read the red carpet is out. Oh, fantastic. Oh, I missed that. Come in the wrong entrance. <laughs> oh, oh well, okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll work that out. Um, now, given the fact that both of you two have a really strong tie to this show, having returned few times over your careers would it be fair to say that summer bay has that enduring sense of family both on screen and off screen oh absolutely yes i have been here um, in different jobs for many years probably back to 2000 it sounds very cliche but there is something very special and magic in the water at summer bay so both louise and myself have worked in different roles on the show and there is just something about to be honest, it's the people that you work yeah. with on Home and Away, both you know the cast on screen and the crew off screen. We make our own little family. Mm. And to this day, we've been friends, a lot of us, since the early 2000s. Yep. And we you know, we catch up and we, we still reminisce about the, the good old days and talk about how great the show is now. So absolutely, it's very much a family. What about you, Luke? Oh, definitely. I've been, this is my third time back in the Bay. And um, we kind of have a bit of a joke that you never actually leave and you never no. do. And it is. It's the people that bring you back time and time again, the brilliant ensemble cast, the yep. best crew in the business. And we work so hard and it's so relentless. If we didn't have these amazing people around us, the Home and Away family, yep. 
then, you know, we couldn't do it. Yeah, I've been trying to put my finger on what exactly makes this show so special because to everybody, everyone has their own thing that does make them so. Like, it's the story, it's the family, it's the crew, it's the cast, it's even the audience who are tuning in, they're kind of like, there's something about it. Maybe it's escapism, maybe it's they're connected to the characters, but I reckon it's the spirit of the show that's what brings people back and yeah, why people absolutely. love this so much. Absolutely, it's the spirit of the show and I think that's what I keep connecting to every mm. time I come back because characters change and it kind of evolves, which is brilliant. Mm. And it's very essence, that kind of love and joy mm. and the fact that we all know we're part of something that is so brilliantly Australian, iconically Australian, mm. and we're really proud of that. And I think the pride of that sort of shines through. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I've been sitting here for ages doing absolutely nothing, and it feels like the most natural thing in the world. Mm, the bay will do that to you. Best flaming place in the world, if you ask me. Now, Julie, what roles have you um, held within production over the years? Ooh, so I, like, how did you start off? Okay, so I started on Home and Away, oh, I think it was about 2000, and I was working in post-production uh, before I came the series producer for five years. Uh, I then left um, for about five years and did other things, but then, of course, the magic um, called me back, and so since 2000 and, oh, Louise, what am I going to go, 12 or something like that? 13, maybe? 13 or something yeah, like somewhere that? Somewhere around there. have been executive producer, and hand on heart, um, it is the best part of my week spending time down in the bay Um, because as you said there is something very much it's just about family and Mm. actually every single person on this show doesn't matter which role you're in everyone loves it and wants it to be the best and even though as Lou said it's a really you know a a hard or a long job so is everyone else's jobs but we love it and we get to play with each other every day and we laugh and we cry and we have conversations about characters that Mm. are made up but they're not to us they're real people to to us us. and so that's just amazing what a job we get to create people and you know, live and breathe with them and then they become a part of our family. Mm. And I think that's why the fans and the audience are so important to us as well because we connect, you know, all the characters connect with them as well. And so to be able to do this and share it with the fans is a bit exciting as well. Now, Lou, I've, you know, first of all, I want to say thank you very much for giving me the opportunity to write my very first script ever for television. It was on this show and it was thanks to you for giving me that opportunity. So thank you publicly for giving me... I've wrote a few scripts for this show, but thank you very much for... That's fabulous. I thank loved you. it. Now let's talk about the other roles you've played and how many times you've come back. I've, I started off uh, in the early 2000s. I came in with Bevan Lee mm-hmm. and uh, he was asking me to train up some new people in the script department, which I did. I uh, Then they took over and I went off to All Saints for about six years came back to the show when All Saints finished as a story consultant at that point and it wasn't very long into that where I begged the then executive producer, John Holmes, just like, please, please, please let me play a bigger role here. I don't want to come in and sit in a conference and say, oh, what about X, Y, Z and walk out again? I want to be in the trenches. Mm. I want to come back home. So um, I was lucky enough to do that and I did that for four and a half years I then stepped on into the script executive role for the network. Mm-hmm. Two years ago, kind of found myself in the same position of coming back to a little consultancy role and then went, please, can I stay and play in the Bay? <laughs> yeah. So here I am nearly two and a half years later. We talk about, I'm talking about now and sort of the past. You guys are well into the future of the show. So I'm not sure how many characters there are currently that you're sort of plotting and working towards. 
Um, how many are there roughly that, we, you know, how many characters are we talking about, story threads going on about at the moment? 22 characters yep. at the moment mm-hmm. um, that we're playing with yep. in various story spaces as we always have. Yeah. Um, so do you ever sleep? Can you sleep? I do How sleep. can you switch off? That's I what I'm do. trying to say. You have so much she going dream, on. But she dreams but I do, the show. like, literally dream storylines. Yeah. So literally you, you, dream so when them. when you even are asleep, you're still thinking about I the show. I am. And I wake up sometimes and go, oh, my God, that's a great idea. Write it down. Brilliant. Million, middle of the night, crazies. Jules, what are you saying? Okay, here's a really sad story. So when I was producing Home and Away and I'd just bought my first apartment a long time ago and there was um, a, a PowerPoint that wouldn't work, I went, oh, I'll have to get Alex to come and fix that. Well, Alex was a character <laughs> on Home and Away played by Danny Rakel, who is now one of our fabulous directors. But that's how much it gets ingrained to you. They're real characters. Mm. And I thought Alex would come over and I actually contemplated bringing Danny. <laughs> and that's when I thought I needed some sleep too. I love Alex, Hayley is a beautiful girl and you need to just sort your priorities out, mate, and find out what you want because you put me in a very difficult situation this morning. I know exactly what I want and I don't need a lecture Well, don't hide behind your friends and your cheap tricks, mate. Just tell her the truth. Given the fact that a lot of our fans won't realise that behind the scenes there are so many people, crew, writers, creators who have worked on this show for decades, let's go back to the very beginning um, Julie, when did your personal relationship with this show start? Oh, well, I was a fan before. I was lucky. I was a fan before I worked on the show. So I was a viewer. So really when I came in for the, the job, it was a really easy sort of glide into the show because I'd been watching it anyway. You know, as um, a young adult to be able to watch the show, and particularly I was, I'm from Melbourne, so to see that sun and surf and, you know, to move to Sydney to be around that lifestyle was just amazing. Yeah. So It helps to be a fan going into it. How about you, Lou? Were you a fan coming into the show or kind uh, of? Absolutely. Yeah. Isn't everyone? I know it's um, part of Australian culture. This it, show, it really, really yeah. is. And I am old enough to remember when it first started. I was working on a country practice at the time for yeah. for this Channel Seven here, and one of our researchers was doing a little bit of research on the side. And I had a little chat and said, "What are you doing?" She said, oh, "I'm researching a new show," and that was the first time I'd ever heard of the concept of Home and Away. So I couldn't wait for it to go to air so I could have a look at what it was all about. Fell in love with it from day one, and didn't realise that you know, fast forward, I would ever get the chance to work on it. So it was a real honour yeah. to step in here. Home and Away changes lives, I reckon. It does, it does indeed. It, don't you reckon? Yep, oh, it without sure a doubt. Does. I love that. Now, Julie, is there anyone? on or off screen who has been with the show from the very beginning since your time has been Oh, my golly. So there are obviously Raymar, number one. Hello. Mm, Hello. Um, Hello, Mr. Elf. Uh, but uh, we've had uh, Carol, who uh, does all our fantastic props, food and food. Carol. So Carol's been with us for the whole 32 years, as well as uh, Terry, who's one of our fabulous editors. And I think Willie, who um, is one of our cameramen, he's also been here as well. So we have people who've worked right from the outset. And so they're really interesting people to talk to as well, because they've seen the evolution, as Lou said, of the show and how what an extraordinary you know progression the show has had in that 32 years. Ray has said in many of his interviews he came for a six-month contract and 32 years later and he's still loving it. What is this place? Summer Bay. Never heard of it. It's the best kept secret on the coast. It must have been daunting taking a role head right for home and away because there is so much to big task. Wow, um, yeah. How did that come to be? I mean, how do you approach something 
like that big daunting role of what uh, you're doing now. With the greatest of respect and a, and a certain amount of terror, all the continuity of all the characters, all of the history of every single person who's ever wandered through the bay, people who are no longer you know part of the cast but whose characters are part of current cast's background, the level of research that was required at times, I would go to the actors sometimes and say, can you please tell me, I don't want to get this wrong, can you please tell me, you know, how many sisters you have or how many, you know, and so they were a great help and I think it was really important in the beginning to know that I didn't know everything and so, you know, I had to put all the ego aside and and just be able to use everyone who was around me who may have more information than I currently had. And then I found the groove and, you know, it all, it became, I found myself as part of the family at that point and it kind of became a brilliant journey, an interesting journey, so. And how did you become a writer generally? I was a nurse to begin with Mm -hmm. and um, I did a two week stint on a country practice as a researcher when somebody was off on honeymoon at the end of that two weeks, I begged the producer at the time and said, can I stay in any capacity whatsoever? Can I please? And here I am all these years later. And I still ask her probably every week, I go, okay, as our resident nurse, because yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's why you see such fantastic, um, I mean, obviously all the stories are great, but when we get into medical stories and hospital stories and truth and emotional stories that surround medical, that's why I love working with Lou. Gets down there. Great fun. What advice would you have for anyone who actually wants to become a writer for the show? It's important to to make an approach. Obviously, we're, we're open to approaches for that, but you know your craft. I think a lot of people think it's easy to do and they think that they can just because they know the show or they love the show that they can come in and be a writer on the show and you would know yourself. Mm-hmm. It's a whole different it's part whole of your brain, yeah, a whole yeah, different yeah, ballgame. Yeah. So know your craft mm. and and do your homework yeah. and do some courses and learn the art of it. You wouldn't try and get a job as a plumber without understanding how to use tools. Yeah. Well, our words are our tools, yeah. so know it. Yeah, hone your skills about storytelling as well because at the end of the day, right. that's what you're doing, right, telling a story. That is all we are doing. In yeah. the air. At the end of the day, we're telling good stories yeah. with interesting characters. Yeah. And so what's your team? Describe the team behind you. Who have you got? We have uh, a storylining team of three full-time storyliners. Mm-hmm. We have four full-time script editors who take the scripting side of things, two script coordinators and a researcher and myself. Yeah. Quite a big team in-house. And on top of that, we have about 18 freelance writers wow. who rotate through the actual script writing process. So... As you can imagine, continuity of characters is really, really important. So we have to have those in-house full-time people to keep across all of that. And writers come in and out and we guide them through that process so that we can get to make sure that all the characters sound the way they need to sound, the stories make sense, that what happened last week is being picked up correctly or that next week's being set up yeah. properly. So It's amazing how you keep it all together. Isn't it? Absolutely. It's crazy. Some of these characters are so established. Is it hard to put your own creative flair on the storytelling? No, not really, because a good story is a good story. Mm-hmm. And as long as you can tap into the truth of the character, whoever that character may be, or whether they've been in the show for 10 minutes, 10 years, um, as long as you have that truth and you're telling a good, truthful story, 
it will work. But like everybody, everyone changes or evolves or has different emotions. So, yeah, yeah, just because um, Elf might have done something 30 years ago or felt something, society has changed, um, his opinions have changed. So that's exciting to explore those sort of things as well. What each new person can bring to an established character just revitalises the character. um, How much creative input do the actors have over their characters? Ah, uh, that depends on the actor, actually. Um, who's some... the most outspoken, or <laughs> who's the bravest <laughs> to go? Secrets. Hey, Lou! <laughs> Lots of them do the "Hey, Lou, got an idea," which mm-hmm. is great, and I love it. I love collaborating with the actors. I think it's the best part of the process when we're all on the same train. But not everyone works that way. Some yeah. people very much have an opinion that my character wouldn't know what's coming. Why should I know what's coming? So it's just their process. It's yeah. the individual. Yeah, a lot of them will come up and say got a great idea. Do you find if actors are trying to change storylines is because they're not comfortable with the storyline themselves or they just feel like they want to mix it up? Because I always feel like, my character wouldn't do this. I know. But, but it's like, what uh, yeah, does that mean? I know. Yeah, but it's really interesting because I think first and foremost, when we discuss that, it's because they really care. Mm. So straight away, they're trying to protect their character. And what Lou and her team are trying to do, like anything, all of us, we're, we get pushed every single day into different territories. And whilst we mightn't like it, that's drama. Mm. That's life. So first and foremost, the first time when they come and say that, it's, what are they really thinking? Are they are they nervous? Uh, do they not want to take that character in that direction? Because they're protective. And so that's fantastic. So it's really then exploring what it really actually means. And a lot of the actors, though, love the challenge of yeah, it. Yeah, I was going to say, it's, I'd say take the challenge of that. Yeah. You know, if you're freaking out, go for it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Hey, uh, you couldn't tell me what this ad's for, could you? I once had an idea for my character, Robbie, back in the day and it totally went in a whole different pear shape and he became the face of Australian Donuts. I'm about to become the face of Australian Donuts. I can't be seen eating those muffins at the competition. Are you serious? Think about it. If you want something sweet that's not a cake, what are the main choices you've got? A donut or a... You're nuts. Don't you mean... Donuts? Remember that storyline? Oh my golly, yes. The rapper and, you and he on, got the ad. and We did it on the beach. Yeah, and I had the, the leather chaps and the yes. donut on the chest. Oh, I did. And the it was one campaign. of our highlights. Yeah. I think we need to pull that out again yeah, and have a look. Do. Wow. So that's what you get. Don't always go knocking on the door because you might become the face of Australian donuts. Oh my God, and I love donuts. Oh yeah, who doesn't oh love donuts? Golly. But that wasn't the idea that of the storyline. Awesome. Oh, we had some fun. Oh, we laughed. We did laugh. I think I was topless as well. <laughs> yeah, I actually of can, course. I can visualise it now. It was a smaller <laughs> circular tyre donut yep, situation. loved it. I sort of couldn't walk properly. but <laughs> I feel like I've really missed out here. Yeah, yeah, we'll get look, you know we what? are going to look can this up. Can you make that happen for me? Thank you, boss. Fantastic. Hey, just a heads up, if you're not listening to this on the Acast app, download it now so you can watch along and listen along with exclusive picks. G'day, I'm Alex Cullen, and I want to tell you about a podcast for... Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com.
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Dads called being dad. I am a new dad. Dad to twin six-month-old girls and it is awesome. But man, is it hard. I didn't think it'd be so hard. Being Dad is a podcast for dads to find reassurance and resources to help us be better at being dad. So subscribe on Acast or wherever you get your podcasts and please share so that other dads out there can find us. Now, um, obviously, family dynamics are fascinating for everybody, on screen, off screen. Um, How do you create an authentic feel for a group of actors portraying a lifetime of history on the show, both relatable and entertaining, finding the right balance? Well, the balance is Mm. everything. Um, And we're first and foremost an entertainment medium. That's what we're here to do. So if we're not engaging them and entertaining the audience, then we're not doing our job. So when it comes to new characters or, or established families, it, I just go back every time to the truth. If you are creating a truthful character and a truthful relationship between characters, then someone in the audience has had that experience. It will speak to them in some way. It will be uh, accessible to them. So it's always about the truth of that. And, you know, to say family, which I th- I have always believed is the heart and soul of Home and Away, you know, it comes in all shapes and sizes. It comes, you know, from a, a bloodline. It comes from fostering. It comes from geography. It comes from necessity. People choose to be together in a family. They get married or, you know, all of those things. And every single one of those dynamics brings a different thing to the table. It's always about the individual characters and then their interplay becomes the family dynamic. Yeah. So then the casting is also such a, a, a important and vital part of the show. And so the audition process and when we get new families together, we put them in all different um, scenarios, you know, the adults together, the kids together, the different brothers or the siblings and so forth. And quite often, and, and it's interesting, we see so many fantastic auditions, but it's about how the group as the ensemble, the family work together. You know, we've got a new family coming up for some Maybe. Well, that's another um, one. <laughs> yes. And again, it's just how they come together. And you, you know it. As soon as you see that in, in the audition room or when you're watching back the tape, you know it's going to be gold and it's going to give something different to Home and Away and bring a different family skew on the show. As Lou said, every family is different. Every family has love in a different way and challenges. None of us fit in the same box. But you can almost hear the click. You know, when you're watching it, you go, that's it. Well, what's exciting, though, too, is when actors in their audition bring something you never expected. That's the person who's going to get that role because it's not what you expected. And you sit there and go, they brought something totally different and how... How can we go without that now? They've, they've become a part of the fabric without even um, being in the bay before, but now we just went, how could we live without it? So it's yeah. very exciting. So think outside the box if you're going to audition for the show. 
Yeah, Or just absolutely. bring something new and fresh. Absolutely. Don't go for cookie cutter. Correct. Let's quickly talk about the casting process while we're on that page. How does that all work out? I mean, obviously, I've, I know it, but people listening don't know. How yeah. does the casting process work? Let's talk that through. You have a meeting go, hey, we've got this great idea for a 17-year-old girl who's a... How does it work? Well, it always starts, I guess, with the character that gets formed on a page, mm-hmm. you know, with no actor attached to it. It's what the show might need at the time. It's to fill a demographic. It's because that feels like the right story space for us to be in. And um, and we craft the character notes accordingly. And we are scripting that character long before we even mm. start that full-on audition process. So we've got a really strong idea of who the character is before we start the physical auditions. I write audition scenes, uh, sometimes three or four of them, just to really test out how, you know, the breadth of performance, the the non-cookie-cutter thing, what they can bring to it that might be fresh or interesting or unexpected. And that process then goes off to our casting agent and they bring in all of the people who fit into that kind of demographic. Then our lovely producers take over and... We all have big discussions about, you know, each one of those people and what they bring to it and I guess the pluses, the minuses, the, you know, sometimes we're really surprised, as you say, that you go, wow, that's a whole different way to go with the character. Then it's up to me to go back to the script and make that work. Yeah. yeah. But that's exciting for you too oh, because it's great. suddenly you go, okay, I envisage something now, even reading the scripts, as soon as you know who's cast, you read the scripts differently because you know what that person is going to put into that role and bring to that scene and to that story. So it is so exciting because we do get lots and lots of people that audition for different roles and so we watch all of them and we sort of slowly, you know, bring them down to a workable number and then we'll do recalls. So if these characters are going to be working alongside some established actors, um, characters on the show, the actors who play those roles will go into um, for callback auditions, so that we can see what their chemistry and that you know, um, like their what how they work together on the screen together. Mm-hmm. So that's really exciting too, because some people work very differently. So it is, it, what do we want out of that role? Is it friendship? Is it romance? Is it antagonism? Mm-hmm. Um, so that it's such a great process. But most of the time, you know who it is when you see them right from the outset. So like next you, th- like you, Jason. Oh, thanks, Julie. <laughs> Robbie. 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 Um, would you say, Julie, that Home and Away's families are traditionally unorthodox? No fostering? Well, I don't know if it's unorthodox. As Lou said, all families come in different shapes and sizes. Mine's different to Lou's, different to yours. But what is family? Family is love. Family is protection. Family is squabbles, laughter, loyalty. Loyalty. Um, you know, knowing that someone has your back—that's yeah. family. You know, family can be your best friends. Family can be um, the person who lives next door to you, the people you work with. Because you know, as Lou said, we are a family here. We see each other more than we actually see our biological family or our, yeah. you know, our um, next door neighbours or yeah. anything like that. So. That's what family is. It's It comes in different shapes and sizes, and that's what's important about Home and Away as well. Everyone's different. Mm. We're not from the classic um, mum, dad, two kids. That's that's not what society yes, is. No, that's not, not who it's Australia not, no. it's is. It's about acceptance as well, isn't it? Everyone Absolutely. has a place, a safe place. Exactly. And I think that's why Home and Away really resonates with the audience is because it is inclusive. Mm. And so even when I watch it, I do. I feel like I'm watching my friends. 
I really do. There's no wrong or right. Just sort of, I like that yeah. in that sort of way. You know, it's yeah, and very the, like the, like we do, the characters, you know, muck up in life and so forth. So sometimes that's when I watch it and go, okay, I'm not just a silly person this week. Marilyn's done something, or Rue, and so forth, and you know. Even as a mum watching it, just going, oh, my golly, I'm not alone. You know, this person is going through the same things that I'm going through. Now, a serious storyline that has been playing out on our screens this year has been Robbo and Tori's experience with IVF. Yep. Um, it couldn't could have been told, couldn't have been told in 1988. No. How do you keep up with the evolving nature of how families have changed? <sighs> A lot of research, a lot of people watching, a lot of talk in the story room. Um, you know, just as we're talking about on screen, everyone has that different experience of family. So does everyone in the story room. So does our producers and, you know, and our cast. You know, they all bring something unique to the to the table when we're having those discussions. I devour every newspaper, every report, every internet, you know, kind of alert that comes up on what's going on. Literally Bureau of Statistics, what is a family these days? Uh, I will do all of that so that I try to stay contemporary and ahead of the curve. But um, ultimately... It's about everybody bringing something to the table. Part of my story team have very young kids. They have adult kids. They have no kids. They're very different family dynamics and very different ways that they've been brought up and different relationships that, that they're currently in and all of that comes to the table in during those discussions. I guess that's what keeps it fresh and contemporary. Yeah. And is it fun coming up with new ways to sort of send the families into a spin? That's the best of the best yeah. of the best. <laughs> it's what I do. You look, yes, it is. And I think that it's about ultimately going, here are these fabulous people, these as individuals and as a group, and what kind of challenges will they face on a daily basis, as we all do, whether it be work challenges, interpersonal relationship, health, mental health, you know, society, bullying, all of those things. You just, you know, have a really good look at the characters and look at what are their flaws? What are their vulnerabilities? What would that open them up to truthfully, not to just throw something at them, but to say that is a particular character who may fall victim to someone who was manipulating them emotionally or... And that's when you sort of come up with the stories. It always starts with the character. Yeah, and it must be great to see their enthusiastic reactions from the actors when they get the... It you know. is. It's always good to be able to um, to say, so come in, come into my office and we'll have a little chat about what we're doing next. And wide-eyed, you know, enthusiasm is always good. The terror, the, the, you don't want that. <laughs> that's no, that. No. But yeah, you love it when the characters, when the actors are on board with you because it means you're all excited and inspired by it and you're most likely to be able to mine it for everything and, and make something magical yeah, at the end of the day. And get the best out of it. Get everyone. the best out of it, yeah. yep. Do you have any anecdotes for that? Uh, telling Ray Ma that Martha was alive after 30 years was one of the moments. I didn't think it was possible to surprise say, him, but it? he did have pause for a moment. Yeah. And um, he's loving the story And he now. is loving it, really enjoying it. Yeah, that yeah. is probably one of the biggest surprises in the Bay over the last sort of 30 years. Martha, yeah, it would be, would absolutely. Mm. You need to know the truth. The truth about what? <laughs> Your mum. What? She's alive. What? What are you talking about? You're confused. I'm telling you the truth. She died over 30 years ago. She drowned. For God's sake, what? I'll tell you the truth. She's out there somewhere. 
She's alive! Why now? Why does this? What does this mean for the Stewart family? Well, isn't it interesting to bring someone back that, you know, at the core, the centre of the show is Al. And so he's sort of our moral compass and he knows the bay and what he believes is right and wrong is sort of been the centre of the show. And to blow his world apart really re-establishes the show. We all actually love seeing Alf in the romantic situation because we really haven't seen it for quite a long time since Elsa died and so forth. And so that's just beautiful You're rooting um, for story. it. Oh yeah, it's it's just Absolutely. beautiful. And particularly when it first beca- um, started coming up on screen, we'd be sitting in the edit suite squealing. It's just, oh really? It's, oh, yeah. it's just, it's yeah. beautiful. You know why? Because it's love yeah. and it doesn't matter what age it is and it means that love can come back after 30 years. The person that you love the most, you never know. So never give up. Never give up. Never give up. It's the fairy tale. I know, Isn't it's so it? beautiful. Gets the fairy tale. I love it. Alf, I know it upsets you. Yeah. Naturally, I was worried. Which is precisely why my leaving town is for the best. Truth, woman, will you stop saying that? Well, perhaps it's time we called it night. What? I'm going back to my van so you can stop worrying about keeping up appearances. I don't want you to go. We can have a cuppa in the morning before I leave. I'm not worried about the flame and tea. I want you to stay here in the bay with me. Now, do you think, given the strength of Alf and Rue's bond, that Martha can ever truly feel part of this family again? Well, that's drama, isn't it, yeah. Jason? Well, yes. I don't know. You know I'm, just, yes. I'm just asking the questions. But, yes, it is drama. It is. And this show does it but, so well. But, again, you can imagine. Imagine if your dad had been heartbroken. You thought your mum was dead for so long. Suddenly, on you know, on his deathbed or what he thought was his deathbed, a bit of a, you know, a sinkhole, he goes, oh, by the way, sorry, Mum's not dead. Your whole world's turned upside down. Of course that's going to create conversations, drama, feelings, emotion. Absolutely. And it's so wonderful. Again, it's different family dynamic. You know, you've got mum and dad who are of an age. You're an adult child. You're still the child. That's what I find really interesting in life. Like my mum, you know, is in her 70s. Don't tell her I said that. Um, I won't. (laughs) Exactly. She might listen. (laughs) She's still my mum, you know, and so when I'm with her, you digress into childhood, but it's beautiful. So to see that for Rue and for Georgie to be able to play that, it's such just a different storytelling ground. It's really exciting, but of course it will... Brings on a whole old tsunami of drama. Yes, it does. It does indeed. And questions that no doubt will be answered as time goes on. Thank you both for spending time with me today to kick off the first podcast and we'll talk to you again very soon. Thanks, Jason. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Don't forget to subscribe and tell all your friends about this awesome podcast. A big thanks to Julie McGoran, Seven's Head of Drama, Loretta Farrell, the producer, Nikki Hamilton, the executive producer. My name is Jason Smith. Join me next time on the Home and Away podcast. This is a Seven West Media podcast. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 